The title of the stock is Remain With Me, Learning from the Joyful Mysteries, given by Lourdes Pinto to the Love Crucified Community on December 21, 2017. We're going to focus tonight on the words the Lord placed in my heart in the Holy Land, and we're going to reflect upon them through the Joyful Mysteries. So first, the Lord said to us, Love crucified has been called to remain with me as I continue to shed tears for Jerusalem. To remain with me in my continuous agony for souls. To participate with me in the salvation of the world as you choose daily to receive the brokenness of the souls I have placed in your lives and to suffer with me for them. The time of the great destruction draws near. Many souls will be lost. You will hear the wailing of Jerusalem throughout the world. Bring me victim souls to suffer with me in order to obtain graces of conversion for many souls who otherwise will be lost. Believe in the power of your hidden lives of suffering with me. So let us begin with the Annunciation. What can we reflect tonight of what it means for us to remain with our Lord? Mary gives her fiat. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Mary's life becomes her fiat of the Annunciation. We too, those in our community that have made our covenant, have given our fiat with Mary to be Christ's victim souls. We gave that fiat, each of us, to Christ before him. We were saying yes to him, our beloved spouse. After Mary's fiat, what happens? Mary lives great trials, tribulations, and sufferings. Yet she remains faithful to her covenant with God. Mothers of the cross and missionaries of the cross remain with Christ as we too are faithful daily to our love crucified covenant. Therefore, on a regular basis, we are called to read that covenant. Not too long ago, Father Ron reminded us of the importance of pondering our covenant. And we've made the covenant into like an outline through the help of some of you in the community so that it's always with us. 
We must remain with our Lord daily, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, as his victim soul suffering with him. We must remain faithful to Christ in our covenant community by attending the cenacles and remaining in love crucified, even when we don't feel like it, when we're tired, occupied with other projects, or simply bored. We are called to remain. And to say that we are remaining with the Lord and yet not faithful to our covenant is a lie. Just like when we're, we're married, remaining with God means we're faithful to our marriage covenant. We're faithful to our spouses, even when sometimes it's difficult and we might not feel like it. We need to remain. Let us move to the second mystery, the visitation. In number 20 of our path, this is part of it. The Lord taught us. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My little one. These are the words from the mouth of my mother as she enters the home of Elizabeth. Ponder these words with me. My mother lived her life in praise of the Father. She lived in the constant awareness of who the Father is. Her soul was in a constant state of awe. In the knowledge of the greatness and majesty of God, Mary also had perfect knowledge of herself. Therefore, she states that she is the handmaid of the Lord. I desire that you live more profoundly and perfectly in the knowledge of the grandeur, majesty, and goodness of Abba, our Father. In this way, you will live more perfectly as my handmaid. The perfect and holy handmaid of the Lord, Mary Most Holy, is moved by the Holy Spirit to serve her cousin Elizabeth. How is it that Mary knew the promptings of the Spirit and could respond with courage and obedience even when she could not understand fully the will of God? She remained in silence, in prayer, and in praise. And through that interior life of our Most Holy Mother, she is able to act in the Spirit. Everything that Mary did was a movement of the Spirit from her interior life of union with God. And more and more, that is how we need to be. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18, it says, St. Paul says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is how Mary, our mother, lived. 
in a constant state of praise, even in the difficult circumstances. Her prayer was without ceasing because she was united to the interior martyrdom of her son from the beginning. We too must choose to remain in every circumstance of our lives through a difficult job, difficult relationships, tribulations, praising and thanking God. Because we are men and women like Mary who have come to know personally the love of God. And therefore we choose to live in perfect faith and abandonment to his will present in each circumstance of our lives. It us a little to contemplate Elizabeth in this mystery. Because Elizabeth remained and Zechariah, her husband, in a long suffering. And the scriptures tell us they were righteous. Elizabeth and Zechariah could not have a child. She was barren. That is a huge suffering. I would say maybe most everyone in this community knows someone who has not been able to have a child. And the suffering that is for that couple. That was the life of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Yet in that long suffering, this couple remains faithful to God. We read this week from the book of Judges, another long suffering, the parents of Samson. The scriptures tell us his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you are barren and have no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Therefore beware and drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean, for lo, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from birth. And he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. The Lord had a perfect plan for Samson's parents, for their child. That long suffering, I am sure, in that faithfulness to God, God used to bless not only them, but the entire Israelite people. The Lord reveals through these scriptures of this week of Advent that the ways of God are not the ways of the world. He continues to reveal from the Old Testament through all the scriptures how God uses his little ones, his ordinary people, ordinary couples to do great things to bring forth his plan of salvation. This was what happened with Zechariah and Elizabeth, as we read this week. 
I'm not going to read the scriptures because you had it there and you were, I'm sure, most of you in Mass. But again, the importance of the message of remaining in our long suffering. Each of us in this community has a long suffering, maybe more than one. It's either relationships, illnesses, children with difficulties, with problems, with illnesses. And we need to, to ask our Blessed Mother for the gift of faith, of persevering in the long suffering that God is permitting in our lives because through that long suffering, in faith and hope and love, God will use to do great things. We also see how Elizabeth and Zechariah, Samson's parents, responded to revelations that were given to them. The angel came and appeared to them. Now, an angel has not appeared, at least to me, or I don't know, maybe some of you have seen an angel, but... What's important here is that God has spoken to our community also. Love crucified exists because we have responded to the private revelations of the voice of God speaking to us. The path is full of the words of the Lord spoken to this community. And we just like so many through all of scriptures and how our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, teach us, must also be faithful to how the, the, the voice of God speaking to us. We too must remain believing that God will continue to do the impossible through his insignificant vessels, us. We must remain in faith believing the promises that God has made us. He has told us to believe in the power of our hidden sufferings as one with his through Mary, with Mary and in Mary, and that that hidden life has the power to defeat Satan, to conquer souls, to save souls. It is so great what the Lord is saying that I think it's hard for us to truly believe it. But that is the ways of God. The third mystery, the birth of Christ. <coughs> Remain in peace in perfect self-abandonment. Pondering the nativity of Christ, we see that nothing went as planned and expected. It was not the plan, desire, nor expectation of St. Joseph and Mary to have the Son of God born in a smelly, dirty, cold stable. They too must have been cold and very uncomfortable. They must have been perplexed with God's plan. How could God will for his Son to be born in such conditions? Yet they remain in peace 
and in perfect abandonment to the will of God. They remain in joy with a positive disposition. When things are not going for us according to how we planned, our timelines, our goals, our expectations, when God puts in something in our day that was completely unexpected and our plan of work, of whatever, goes out the window, how do we react? You see, we need to remain in peace. Remain abandoned to believe that 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 the Lord is bringing into our day is part of his plan for us. And in that unexpected tribulation is the, the will of God because there's a perfect plan. Jesus remains with us fully present as he was in the stable at Bethlehem. In such humility, simplicity, poverty, silence, and hiddenness that the world was unaware. Only the humble, simple, and poor hearts like the shepherds and the attentive and docile hearts like the Magi were able to receive God's grace to see, know, love, and adore the infant God. My family, the world continues to be unaware, as it was in Bethlehem, of the presence of God in the Eucharist and the presence of God among us. He continues to remain with us unperceivable. Yet through the grace and prayer, our soul can hear his silent voice. And we too can come to know, love, and adore him. God continues to call us to remain with him in his silent cry. To participate with him in his hidden life of suffering with souls and for souls solely for love. This call of our Lord is real work, yet it is unperceivable and hidden from the world. Therefore, many times our humanity wants to reject and find other works to serve the Lord that are perceivable, noticed, and admired in the eyes of the world. We have been chosen by God to be his hidden martyrs of love, one with him in the Eucharist, to remain with him and participate in this hidden life of redeeming souls. In order to live our fiat as mothers of the cross and missionaries of the cross, we need to choose daily to remain with him in Eucharistic adoration. Hours before the Blessed Sacrament as our vocation permits. 
learning from the victim of love and thanking and adoring him in his continued hidden martyrdom. The third decade, the presentation of Jesus in the temple. In Luke 2, verse 35, it says, And you, meaning Mary, yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. We are called to remain with Jesus as our hearts are pierced. How? This is really important for every mother of the cross and missionary of the cross. By remaining in the pain. We do this by entering silence with our Lord. Our silent prayer before the blessed sacrament. More and more the Holy Spirit is guiding me, revealing to me, showing me how to remain with him in silence by remaining and entering the sorrows he permits in my life, in my heart. I would say every single day, for most of us, our hearts are pierced by some circumstance or some person. And many times we can go on through our day so hectic and so busy that we miss the piercing. We don't allow ourselves to enter into the silence of the pain of the piercing. And as long as a mother of the cross or missionary of the cross does this, we can't live the fullness of our vocation. In the silence before the Blessed Sacrament, we have to remember. It's kind of like going back. Remember how someone spoke to us. Receive the brokenness, the pain of the brokenness of that soul, the anger, the oppression, the suffering of that soul into our hearts, the sorrow that those souls might not know the Lord, the sorrow that those souls are not yet living the freedom of knowing who God is and who they are. That work in adoration must be remembering and entering and living that pain and sorrow with Christ, through him, with him, and in him. It is this work that is the greatest work of a mother and missionary of the cross. And the work that is so powerful that God uses to actually transform us into him, into union with him. I also added in this 
contemplation, manual duties at home, in the gardens, or even in the garages, because there is much light in, the, in, in monasteries. Manual work is a beautiful form of being able to enter this pain and sorrow. Manual work does not prevent the heart, but actually many times helps the heart enter into this profound contemplation. That's why for you, missionaries of the cross, if you like to work, if you're cutting the grass, or you're doing mechanics, it is really powerful to be able to enter a profound prayer. Years ago, when the Lord began forming me, he would show me how to pray and enter this contemplation in this suffering with him through the duties of my vocation, in the cleaning, in the laundry, in those manual labors of that was of my vocation. So there, too, is a powerful, for many of us, that drive, that the driving can be a time of great, entering the sorrows, remaining in the sorrows that the Lord is allowing in our lives. Remaining in the sorrows of Christ becomes our means to pray without ceasing. To live the words of St. Paul. The pain is actual, the constant connection with the Lord. I know that I'm running out of time, so I'll just, it's in your, in your notes, number 97 of what the Lord taught us on prayer. The Lord reminded us that the prayer of pure suffering is the greatest delight for God. It's the prayer that has the most power because it's the prayer that is the most, the closest to his. It's the prayer that connects us to our Savior, to the, to, to the power of his love. This interior work can never be accomplished, my family, in a life of constant busyness, agitation, and distraction. In such a life, we are immediately disconnected from the pain. And when we are disconnected from the pain, we are disconnected from Christ. It is the opposite of what the world tells us. That is why we have to be careful with television. We have to be careful with computers. We have to be careful because those are the things of the mind that sometimes that can, in, it's very hard to remain connected in this pain and sorrows of the heart when we're in that type of work. So if you have jobs that you're on computers all day long and you come home and you continue working on your computer, and you never enter a type of work and 
and a time of silence with the Lord that can foster this union. It's very dangerous and almost, and really I would even say almost, it's impossible to live our vocation as victim souls. And listen carefully, my family. Any ministry we are involved in must flow from our interior, our interior life as hidden victim souls in Jesus' Eucharistic life. Like Mary, everything we do has to first come from this primary work of the hidden martyrdom of the heart. And here again, I wanted to end the last section of this, the piercing, with what the Lord said to us. I'll let you read it on your own. Number 129, the chain of pierced hearts. At the end of that message, the Lord says, you must become the chain of pierced hearts that will unbind the chain of darkness and bondage. But if we don't receive the piercings, enter the piercings, suffer the piercings, it, it can't happen. The power is actually in choosing, because of love, to participate and remain in the sorrow of the piercings, but not alone as one with Christ. And finally, the last mystery, finding Jesus in the temple. How could God allow his parents to suffer in agony for three days? Many times we too do not understand why God is permitting certain suffering in our lives. Why did God open this job for me and it is such a disaster? Why is God allowing me to suffer cancer, Lyme disease, or other debilitating diseases? Why would God allow me to be constrained to a wheelchair and bed at such a young age? Why does my child have serious mental disorders that cannot seem to be healed? These are all sufferings from our own community. Yet like Mary and Joseph, we are called to remain in peace. To remain trusting when we too do not understand the ways of God. To remain in hope that God is making all things work for a greater good and to remain in love as we choose to suffer all with Christ in grace to him. And at the end, I placed for you a summary of the lessons from the Joyful Mysteries on how to remain. And you can read that on your own. So my precious family, I wish you a blessed Blessed Christmas, a Christmas that you can offer as a gift to our Lord 
and kneel before him in the manger on Christmas morning. And what I see in my heart right now is every mother and missionary of the cross united in a circle around baby Jesus. And each of us are presenting to him our pierced hearts through the immaculate hands of our most holy mother. May this gift of our hearts choosing to remain with our beloved, our Lord, be a precious gift to him, be a consolation and a joy this Christmas. And I ask you to remain with this meditation. May God bless each of you and may he grant each of you the gift of being fully transformed into him so that it is no longer you that live, but Christ who lives through you, with you, and in you. Merry Christmas.